This is Unfiltered. And like it or not, we're here. Hey, 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 guys. It's Missy. I am back and better than ever. Hey, it's your girl, D, back to give you the news. Hey, guys, it's Cece. Welcome back. Get ready for a great show. It's about to be lit. It's the Kid Katib, the world-famous light-skinned sensation. And this is Unfiltered. Just to keep the audience in the mix, I'd like to inform all of you that this is pre-recorded a week ahead of time. It's the day after the election, the post-game. You understand me? And emotions are running real high about who's won the election, who lost the election. And a lot of people are really salty that they didn't go out and vote. Okay? <laughs> of course they're salty because now that Trump is in charge, everybody want to cry and be like, oh my God, how'd this happen? Because you didn't vote. <laughs> And then there's people that went in for the third party, and then they're getting yelled at because third party, third party, you may even let Trump win when your vote was not even for Trump. It was probably for Stein or Johnson. But you know what, guys? I want to clear up some of the comments made about the elections. I know a lot of people are saying that minorities didn't get out and vote. That's why we lost. Some of this isn't true. Trump didn't win because minorities underperformed at the polls. But women, especially white women, overperformed at the polls. And I don't think we should play the blame game. Black voters only make about 13% of the electorate. We need to accept this as a reality and realize that American citizens, they want something new. And unfortunately, Donald Trump presents that to them. Girl, let me tell you, everybody is mad at Florida, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Everybody is mad at Florida. Like, we had one job, and now everybody is sitting here talking about Hurricane Matthew should have gotten (laughs) y'all. Florida, you had one job. (laughs) Listen, all I have to say about uh, Donald J. Trump is, even though, like, he's not a really well-liked candidate, because a lot of people didn't judge him off um, his politics. They judged him by his character, which is why a lot of people don't like him. Like, he's really arrogant. He's uh, He has a big mouth. But and a if, big head. And a big head <laughs> and a toupee. If we could go on forever. But I think we really need to talk about how he kind of winded it down when it came to election time. And he started showing his humbleness when states that he thought he wasn't going to win, he won. You know, And, like, that shows his, uh, his politician side. So maybe we have something to look towards the future and we don't have to move to Canada. We'll see. It's not like we have much of a choice. The immigration site for Canada did crash. (laughs) Canada. Okay, y'all can go to Canada. I'm going back to Haiti. (laughs) Save a seat for me, girl. (laughs) No, but on the real, though, I mean, Donald Trump is just... We'll see what he has to offer. I mean, hopefully he makes us eat our words and that we we are wrong. I want to give him a chance. We can only hope. We can only hope. I think we should also address the, um, the humbleness of... Our favorite president, or my favorite president, <laughs> Barack Obama. Even though his party took the L, the major L, you feel me? Complete he still major L. <laughs> completely, but in, he still came out and he represented what a real president is supposed to be, or former president. He came out. He says, even though you know the party we didn't want to win won, we still have to support Donald Trump because he is our new POTUS. He is our new president of the United States, and if we don't support him, this this uh, this country is going to go to shambles. But if we do support him, it's going to go to shambles. But, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I do think the one thing that Donald Trump did have under his belt is that we all underestimated him. So yeah. at the end of the day, we can't really blame him. I mean, he's a mogul. Like, he's looking for power. So it's just like, it's our fault. So now here we are. Let's deal with it for the next four years. I'm ready. <laughs> so we've asked you guys on our Instagram account how you guys feel about the election results. So... I'm going to read off some of the comments. 
Abby Joe XO underscore said she is disgusted and disappointed. Micheline underscore 1303 said Florida, why? <laughs> <laughs> underscore Norma Karina underscore said we made medical marijuana legal, so there's that. People can now treat their anxiety from this election. That's what happens when you send your grandparents to Florida and leave them without supervision. Norma. Too much. Norma, you're killing me. But how do you guys feel about the legalization of marijuana now? Well, med- medicinal marijuana, to be exact. Well, well, I will say I'm finally glad that Florida has came to their senses and that people who are really, really sick can get some help um, with what they need. Because at the end of the day, like, we do have a really big opioid problem in the United States, which can be taken care of if we use medicinal marijuana. So thank you, Florida. At least you got something right. Yeah, I know my uh, my grandmother actually has glaucoma, and it's been found that medical marijuana would actually help her glaucoma. So I'm very, very glad to see that medicinal marijuana has been legalized. Very glad. Now we just need to follow California's footsteps and make it recreational for all. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Um, I also found a comment on Facebook. Um, A friend of mine named Sam said, I think if your candidate didn't win, you should be allowed to have one free puppy from the shelter. That way everyone wins. (laughs) That's such a good idea, actually. Wow. Okay, guys, so I personally had a little trouble finding out. Honestly, when I found out that Donald Trump was going to be our next president, I was destroyed. I was hurt. My stomach started cramping up. I couldn't go to sleep. Like, that's how sick to my stomach I was. So I really wanted to see why would people vote for Donald Trump? Like, why would they think that that would be the best person to run our country? So first of all, I want to know what you guys think about that. Why do you think people like Donald Trump? I personally think it's because the Republican Party is tired of seeing the rest of their party be sitting ducks kind of thing. Like, I have watched a couple videos of Tommy Laren, and she said that for her personally, she just felt like the Republicans have been in power, but they haven't been doing anything, and they've been kind of just letting Democrats, like, run rampant, and they are tired of seeing the same thing. So in their mind, choosing someone who is not a politician, someone who is kind of like them in a way not to say that donald trump relates to us in any way shape or form but he's not a politician and neither are most americans so in their mind someone who's not a politician definitely knows what's best for our country (laughs) let me ask the real questions what do you think donald trump does for thanksgiving uh, uh. Probably sits at his gold table. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he writes letters to people talking about how big his hands are. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, on the topic of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is approaching, guys. So what does your family do for Thanksgiving? I'm Haitian. We eat all day. We wake, we wake up. We cook. We clean. We eat. Take a nap. Wake up. Eat. Clean. Why do you clean? On Thanksgiving, like on Thanksgiving. Well, because people come over, so you but have like, to make sure everything. You clean twice. Like yeah. you can't just do like one clean and that's it. No, we just we just love to clean. Cause know? I'm Haitian too, but maybe it's probably because uh, it's probably because I just be in my room. I don't. Yeah, I don't you help probably out. don't help out. <laughs> like my mom's like yelling, like come in here and help me, and I'm just like call me when the food is done. <laughs> right, exactly. I know in my family, uh, my family's Irish and German, so it's like we have a lot of food, a lot of people that come over. A lot of football and a lot of more food and then a lot of sleeping. Me personally, um, my Thanksgiving, I don't really remember too much. I eat a lot and I pass out and it's it's like it's like it's, imagine food, but it's alcohol. Right? I eat as much food 
as a big Okay, Shiloh. Yeah, okay. Sense. Here's one thing that all families do have in common. They love asking questions. You oh know what? Please. Please don't be asking me where my boyfriend at this Thanksgiving, okay? Ain't I don't no got one. Ain't, Ain't no, no boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> don't got nobody. Okay, guys, you know what I hate? I don't know if your family does this, but my family is notorious for not helping not bringing anything, not cooking anything, but coming and wanting to take home about 50 plates. Yeah. Stay home. Where my yeah. to-go plate, though? <laughs> Listen, Cousin Shauna, Cousin Richard, stay home. I'm tired of y'all coming to my house, trying to get a plate of food, but you never want to bring anything. You did change the names, right? <laughs> For discretion? No? What, what, is, what is discretion? What is discretion? <laughs> At the end of the day, as soon as your mother puts out an announcement that they're throwing the party at the house, there are family members you haven't seen for approximately 10 years showing up like, hey, you got food? I mean, we don't got none, but we hungry. And, <laughs> like and I love you. you. Either way, send us your recipes, save us a to-go plate, and if you don't grab a to-go plate, you sleep. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of Thanksgiving, I know one of my favorite traditions back in high school was our annual turkey bowl that we used to have every single year. I know Jessie has a couple of things to say about that. Let's slide over to Jessie. She's our gal with all the game. What's going on for the Turkey Bowl this year, Jessie? All right, thanks, Cece. And for those of you who don't know what the Turkey Bowl is, it's an NFL tradition where three games get played every year on Thanksgiving. The first game is played by the Detroit Lions, and they claimed that spot in 1934. The second game is by the Dallas Cowboys, and they got their spot in 1966. Now, a third game was added in 2006 just to add to the whole excitement, and this year that game is the Steelers versus the Colts. So make sure you grab your plates full of food and sit down and tune in. Another thing that's happening in the NFL is this mannequin challenge going on. So I'm going to bring in my girl Kayla, who's going to talk about your celebrity hit list. Thanks, Jessie girl. What's up, FGCU? It's Kayla, and I'm coming to you with the messiness of the day with Celebrity Hit List. So, as Jessie was saying, the mannequin challenge has been going around in the celebrity world. We had the Dallas Cowboys, which they probably had all that energy from winning all those games, you know. And we had the New York Giants, Beyonce, you know, the queen, and Hillary and her team as she was running for president. But in other news, throwback time. We got That's a Raven coming at y'all with Disney Channel. They're doing a segment with her and her two children. She's going to be a single mother and one of her children is going to have vision. Well, my only issue is, is Raven in the past has said, well, I'm from every continent except for Africa. Now, let's not to mention Raven is black. So how are you from every continent but not Africa, I don't understand. So her out here with this disconnection with society, I don't know what's going on, but her coming back on Disney Channel is just going to be a mess. Then we have Eddie, also known as Orlando Brown. Now, I don't know if y'all took a look at his social media account, but he is all up and through there being dirty and nasty. Y'all need to take a look. But he is too inappropriate to be back on Disney Channel. And if they do that, it's going to be a real bigger mess. So Disney Channel, please try again with another, you know, throwback. But that's all I have to say about that. Okay, well, I need somebody to wake me up from this mess. So, Leisha, where you at? Hey, world, it's Jaleesha, also known as Soul Leisha, and you are now tuned in to Stay Woke, where the soul arises and the third eye opens. And for today, we're going to step away from all the election talk, and we're going to have a conversation that's long overdue, circulating around mental illness. Personally, when I hear about any story or anybody that's affected by mental illness, the first thing I want to do is pray for their well-being. And then second, I hope that they are getting the best help that is, you know, 
given to them um, because living in a nation where one out of five people are affected from a mental illness, whether it's autism, ADHD, PTSD, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, all sorts of things that are so different, but people still find a way to throw it in the same bowl when it comes to that negative stigma that is associated with mental illness. And I feel that the number one thing that can ultimately help somebody with that is them being able to feel like they have support and love and they're cared for, whether it's from their doctor, their family member, their significant other. And today we have, I have brought in a guest so that we can, you know, really dig deep and figure out what can we do as people when it comes to mental illness. Hey guys, I'm Chase. Uh, I'm a host here on Eagle Radio for Out of Bounds, and I just wanted to come in and talk about my experiences and the experiences of people I know uh, here on campus and even away from campus. So uh, I think, you know, you wanted to ask me a couple questions. Well, one of my first questions is, what is your attitude towards mental illness? I know you were talking about how you, you know, you have, you know people like personally that, you know, they, this is something that they go through in their daily lives. So I just want to know, like, what's your initial attitude towards mental illness as a whole? Well, I really empathize with people who experience mental illness because, you know, I told you guys, uh, you know, not that long ago, I uh, have experienced mental illness and in, in depression in my life and people I know close to me have passed away and you know I've had medical struggles so you know I'm all too familiar with that feeling of you know not being able to get out and you know luckily enough I personally was uh, from a family that could afford to get me the help that I needed to make it through that time but I know of people on campus who are not you know in a position to get outside help and so they need help from the school and from my standpoint and the standpoint of people I know the school is not doing enough through the CAPS program to assist those people so I think that change needs to come in that regard. When you hear recovery in around this topic what what is your intake on like what what does recovery mean to you? To me recovery is you know seeing yourself uh, is the person that you want to be. Uh, a lot of times with depression, it feels like you're either trapped, you know, in what you are, or you're trapped, uh, you know, in your current situation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's viewed in a very, like, negative connotation. So in that way, to me, recovery is getting yourself to the point where you can make it through every day and, you know, enjoy the things that you know you love and get up in the morning and not, you know, feel the immediate need to get back in bed, which, I mean, I, I know some of us feel <laughs> that anyway, but, you know. Yeah to the point where, you know, a good night's sleep will take care of it. So I think that's really, um, to me, what recovery means is just getting through your day and being okay. I just want to say thank you, Chase, for coming out and um, speaking on this topic today. And I hope that this topic does help people go out there in order to help us break this stigma. I hope that you guys are moved by this. This is Solish and I'm signing out. Namaste. Woke. Okay, everybody, it's time for my personal favorite part of the show, Dear Cece. Dear Cece is an advice segment where you, the listeners of Unfiltered, can ask me anything. Whether it's relationship issues, issues with your professor, or drama with your friends, nothing is off limits. If you have a question that you'd like to be featured on Dear Cece, please email me at dearcc.er at outlook.com. That's D-E-A-R-C-E-C-E dot E-R at Outlook.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. 
Got something you want to talk about? You can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at FGCU Eagle Radio. We want to hear from you. All right, guys, that's it for the cast of Unfiltered. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget that we air every other Monday at 4 p.m. on eaglenews.org. And remember, stay raw, stay real, and stay unfiltered.